0: Good evening everyone, yes, this is a new episode uh, about me, if anybody is curious of this information. Things about myself. So why am I sharing things about myself? It's a very simple answer. The reason I'm sharing about myself is of information you might be using and find useful in your life. So a little bit about myself. I am a Taiwanese descent. I've been living in the U.S. and also a U.S. citizen since I was a very young age. Right around maybe 17, 18, so not too young. But uh, in my life, I have experienced divorce no woman has ever planned on a divorce neither men I mean let's be honest we enter a relationship we expect it to go well and it doesn't it just doesn't at times so what happens here is I feel strongly I need to share some of the information on how I get started with my divorce Uh, Of course, I'm coming out from the other side now. My divorce case took three years, longer than I expected because of COVID. I am frustrated at times, just because of how long it took. But also about specific details I wish I had known when I first started my divorce journey. With that being said, each of these states of the United States are different. Different jurisdiction, different laws and rules. I live in Utah and for myself it's a little bit different than other states. However, I want to paint a big picture by telling you divorce is relieving and finding the right journey for yourself is exciting and self-healing. I'm not encouraging everyone to seek a divorce, but when it comes down to irreconcilable differences, I certainly recommend it. And to me, my life has never been fo- more fulfilling than it ever was before, ever since my divorce. It's not as scary as what the common people find it's not depicted as a failure to me it's quite opposite of that way it's relieving and a healing matter for myself how do you communicate that to your child and how do i communicate that to my daughter well i think those will be explained in future episodes right now let's dive into some of the quick topics i'm going to discuss about my the beginning of my journey and hope that will inspire you to find the proper resources through some of the helpful websites so when i started my divorce uh, i needed to obviously find a lawyer because it came pretty unexpectedly I had friends, luckily, who had been through that journey before, and referred me to a great lawyer. Now, that doesn't mean I haven't contacted multiple lawyers myself, but uh, some of the red lights I've noticed is when a lawyer refused to consider the circumstances or listen to you about your personal circumstances on the matter. It really doesn't foster any good relationship because some lawyers' reaction would be, oh yes, you'll definitely win the case, I'll take it. Mm, but they don't ask specific detailed questions as to how the marriage was before, what circum- under what circumstances did you receive the initial divorce papers, or even trying to understand the standpoints from opposing party. So, finding the right lawyer is really tricky, but the first step of this divorce journey is important to find a good lawyer, as everybody would know. And some of these red lights to look for are sloppy, ambiguous responses, like I've mentioned before. And other red lights to look for are is this lawyer working remotely? Is he willing to take your phone call? Is he postponing your phone calls to a later time? Is he responding to your email in a timely manner? These are very important clues to look for. Is the lawyer honest in his response? Some lawyers would say, oh, I don't think I can tell you what you can and can't do. This is a very ambiguous answer. Of course, you hire a lawyer to tell you what you can and can't do because you need to know what is the legal process. So I said that's another red light to look for. Uh, in my case, I started a divorce back in 2019. We experienced the dramatic and very frightful epidemic, uh, the pandemic of our COVID, and so that dragged on a little bit. Um, During the initial process, you need to file initial disclosures. This is very important. All the evidence that you have written form, Or in recorded form you need to disclose it with your attorney and sit down with your attorney in person and ask yourself it does this matter does this issue that I am about to bring up with the court matter to the court and your lawyer a good lawyer will tell you if it matters or not if it if you have children within your marriage this is also a good thing to Ask your lawyer if you can incorporate a guardian ad litem for your children or child. Uh, in the state of Utah, it's kind of tricky. It, I think by including a guardian ad litem, it will help the child and view the divorce as for the children or the child's best interest. I have a numerous time wish our state would appoint a guardian ad litem automatically at the start of a divorce case. However, unfortunately, they don't. And this might change eventually. But for right now, it is what it is. Next, I want to discuss after the initial disclosure, judges and lawyers do not want to be surprised. So anything that's not written on the initial disclosures or any issues and topics that are not written there, even though can be amended, but it takes time, money, and additional energy to do that, it's always safer to get it all pointed out and figure it out in the first place. So, to avoid any kinds of confusions or needing to amend documents later. Now, after the initial disclosure is done, then you wait for a court to schedule another hearing. And if you haven't done your divorce education in the state of Utah, you must finish your divorce education whether it be online or in person. Luckily, at that time it was offered both online and in person at my time. I'm not sure how it is right now. Um you can go to your local court website. For me it's Utah courts, utcourts at utah.gov for any information. Um utcourts.utah.gov. Other places you probably need to enter your state, initial, and then search courts.gov, then you can find out more information. In case you forgot your hearing date, uh, you can also use this website to search on the court calendar. Uh, I want to discuss more um, what happens after initial disclosure is done? Usually, after you file initial disclosure, opposing party has chances to file their responses to your initial disclosure as well. And then you both would wait for a hearing date from the court and then proceed from there. The court would ask you, have you finished your divorce education? The court would also ask you, have you scheduled a mediation? Have you attempted mediation? Uh, this is just for fulfilling court requirement. You don't necessarily have to attend a second mediation if you both can't agree to anything, but you must fulfill the requirement of attending one initial mediation. Even if you don't have anything to talk about, or have anything you guys can agree on. For me and the child, my daughter's dad, we can't agree to anything. So our mediation took only an hour and a half. We listed out all our requirements of a divorce that we need to discuss. Then we exchanged papers with each other. We didn't, for my case, we didn't even really see each other face to face because I didn't want to be swayed by his emotions as he is a a very emotional person and I don't want to be impacted by his emotions. So I ask the mediator if we can be separated and mediated mediation take place in a separate room in which i'm grateful that they agree to it my lawyer even agrees to it too it is also very important for you to bring your lawyer to mediation even if you don't have anything to talk about the lawyer will give you advice my lawyer gave me advice in the mediation too and told me here's a method and tactic on how to handle it and so it's very important to include your lawyer in the mediation. Usually lawyers plan on a full nine hour for mediation, but you don't have to go that far. You'll need to pay for the costs of your lawyer attending the mediation and the cost of the mediator, him or herself. And the cost for the mediator is usually split between Both parties. So, say for instance, for example, if you mediated for two hours straight and the cost was 500, then you would divide this amount of 500 total cost divided by two because it's split among two parties, you and your ex spouse. So, divided by that, you each pay at 250. That's only for the mediation cost. For the lawyer's cost, he might be charging you, I don't know, 300 per hour. That's very normal in Utah around Salt Lake area and so depending on the area lawyer could charge differently per hour but i'm just giving you a general cost of it if you are consider budgeting your monthly lawyer's fee you can talk to your lawyer about it but here and again i'm not here to give any legal advice so I encourage all my listeners if you are considering a divorce to please talk to a trusted lawyer uh, next I want to discuss uh, things you need to know about pre-trial and trial but also throughout the divorce what what should you expect okay um, in, in my Asian culture and upbringing, we often, and in a civil matter case, usually spouses would communicate civilly, happily. I mean, for all the instances that we see from divorce cases that I've seen, at least, parents are able to communicate peacefully reasonably with each other. However, sometimes at the beginning of the divorce, it might be a very traumatic thing because you would be thinking, why does this happen to myself? Like I have thought about that before and all these negative emotions you're trying to deal with. Try to be as calm as possible in your divorce cases because Those would help the court and the judge see that you are a very friendly co-parent and a reasonable co-parent. These would affect your custody battle in court. Because you've got to remember, as one friend had told me once before, what matters to you don't matter to the experts in court, meaning the judge. What doesn't matter to you is probably also not important to the court. But the important part that matters to you and the court, the important people are also on it. So you gotta figure out what's worth battling against and what is not worth battling against. My lawyer often told me don't lose a forest because of a tree meaning don't lose the bigger issue here because of one small issue the court see can see you as a contentious person if you fight with every single one of these little details in court it's not necessary it's not conducive and helpful towards um, your children's healing and it's just general in general not healthy for yourself i mean you gotta move on at some in point of this divorce journey from being focused on so much on the court case and on the ex-spouse to being focused on your future career plans being focused on your children and their future schooling plants these are the things that matter the most to your life and your children's life so i encourage you if you're still in that box take time to heal it took me some time to heal i didn't get to the point where i am right now three years ago it was an emotional traumatic experience but don't let that my take is Please don't use other people's mistake to punish yourself. Because then you're experiencing secondary trauma yourself. And that's not a happy place to be. It's miserable in life. And you don't have to be miserable in life. So in my next episode. I will talk more detail of the next steps you'll need to take, and some of the resources and things you should look out for during this exciting divorce journey. So keep an eye out for my next episode. I will see you next time. Have a good day.